Welcome, everybody. We are now heading to our series number three of um, our special accounting edition with Mortgage Insiders Recording. And we are here with April and as always, my co-host Preet here. And today we're going to be talking about the lovely CRA documents that you need for a mortgage. So for those of you listening here, I know exciting topic, right? <laughs> so like for, for those of you listening, you know, anytime you get a mortgage, there's always tax documents. We can't yeah. get around that then again it's it's the day-to-day items that we do need to analyze and you know how much can you afford and and um get you that mortgage so pre like what are some common documents that we do need that sometimes you may need to loop an accountant in for absolutely so first of all welcome april to our mortgage insiders edition uh, this accounting series number three i appreciate your support in the last couple of videos and uh, look forward to more insights on this one so uh coming back to the original topic as soon as the client enters our doors or calls us, the first document pretty much we need to know is their income. That's the basically the starting point. So income-wise, if, if if he or she, the client, is basically self-employed client, there are tons of documents required, especially the T1 documents. Some people call it T1 journal, and then notice of assessments, T4s and T5s. The minimum document for even for a salaried client who has been established already in their job, and let's say they have a fluctuating income or let's say commissioned or uh, other kind of uh, overtime income shift work is involved, then we we tend to basically lean forward towards the T4 document, which is provided by their employer actually and that's the document we are looking for but many different times we have seen is the clients don't keep a track of the documents even t4s they lose them and then we revert them back to the accountant their accountant ask them okay bring a copy from your accountant so april starting with uh, these set of documents the com- most common ones are T1 and the T4s. Uh, how would you basically help your clients if, if the clients come to you? And if you could explain what a T1 document would be, because there's so much confusion about T1. And as soon as we say, bring in your T1, they will bring in your their notice of assessment or or something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I find uh you know, to, to the common taxpayer, it's like we're talking in code sometimes, which fair enough, I can totally um, understand that, you know, the T3, T5, T5018, T1 general, it's like, okay, well, what does all this mean? Like, you know, and so I think, um, I don't expect clients to know what all the slips are, but the yeah. few, key, there are definitely a few key ones um, that def, that kind of translate between all parties that you're working with, like your mortgage mm-hmm. broker um, and your accountant. And I will say that, tax reporting and your tax information is kind of like in a pyramid you know the the notice of assessment is at the top it's kind of the gold standard but it has kind of the least amount of information it just Mm -hmm. has kind of the highlighted numbers of you know those kind of 15 20 numbers that are at the very top um and that yeah that you can pull either from your cra my account uh your accountant can get it through their representative client it's very very easy to retrieve online um, in that pyramid, the next layer would be uh, what's called a T1 summary, which I'm sure you guys see all the time. You ask for a T1 general, but you get that printout from online that is just like a little bit of a longer version than the notice of assessment. It has a few more numbers, but they're just totals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in the middle. And then at the bottom, the biggest piece is the T1 general. And that will include all those numbers, all the totals from the first two documents, but broken down of what's included in them. 
So if you have a rental property and it had $3,000 in profit, well, that T1 general will have the actual itemized you know, numbers of what the total revenue was, what the expenses were, if you depreciated your property, which could be a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, so it really is kind of the different layers of the amount of information that you're giving. So the notice of assessment, kind of the T1 summary, but the T1 general is, you know, in my opinion, probably, you know, so, so important because it's the supporting information of everything that's included at the top. And the T1 general is not going to be found online. CRA does not, I repeat, does not have a copy of your T1 general. Um, you can get your notice of assessment, you know, the breakdown of your T1 summary um, online through your CRA My Account. But the T1 general has to come from the tax preparation software. Mm -hmm. So if you are working with an accountant directly, they can easily spit out that T1 general for you. You should always ask for a T1 general when you're getting your tax prepared so that you have a copy that's easily accessible. Um, or if you're filing yourself, make sure you save that PDF of your T1 general off of that software because only you or your accountant or whoever's preparing your tax return will have that document. And it's a lengthy one. It can be anywhere. I've seen T1 generals that are up to 100 pages, um, mm -hmm. sometimes only 20 pages. But yes, they're a big document, unlike a notice of assessment that might only be three pages. So right. big yeah. okay. So just to recap, like I feel like the T1 general is like the DNA of your taxes, like every strand and every crack and crevice of, you know, your income. Right. It's really broken down to a molecular level, whereas the notice of assessment and even a T1 summary is that it's generic. Right. It's just common totals, but we don't know where these numbers actually derive from. So like a common thing I hear from my clients, too, is they'll say, well, Kim, like, my accountant um, doesn't keep it for long. Like, what is the rule surrounding that? If they are working with an accountant, I feel like T1 general, is there a standard rule as to how long, like, uh, it, it would be kept on file so they, they can access it? Yeah, so I don't know if there's a specific rule, like, for accountants to have to keep it. I think it's good business practice to keep it for clients. And with the introduction of, like, you know, cloud storage, I don't think there's any excuse for an accountant not to have that information. Um, for CRA, um, yeah, I think... That's why I always remind clients, even new clients that are coming to us, get a copy of your T1 general so that you have it. Don't rely on someone else to store it for you, even though they probably should. Um, but make sure it's like good kind of tax hygiene. Make sure you have copies of your T1 general safely stored. Digitize your T-slips when you get them. You know, when you get those little T3s or T5s, you know, take a picture of it, save it in a cloud storage, save it on an app on a phone. There's so many solutions out there. Um, I will say, though, with your T4s, you know, T5s, RSP slips, a lot of those standard forms that you commonly see, those can be retrieved from CRA. So, again, kudos to CRA. That's good. You know, you can access that information very easy. But there are um, other important documents that they're not going to have, such as like your donation tax slips, um, child care expense receipts, um, you know, tuition slips now that they have, but before they didn't. Um, my biggest advice to people is just save your documents, digitize it. It's such good practice to be in. Um, it's nice to be that rock star client for you guys when you ask for that information and you're like, here's a zip file. I've already got it saved. Sometimes the accountant has to help um, as well. But digitize, digitize, digitize where you can. Um, it just saves so much time uh, in these processes, you know, when it's already stressful enough, for, you know, filing your taxes or getting a mortgage. The easier you can make it on yourself, the better. Yeah. 
So the T1, and just reminding our viewers and listeners across this channel, uh, especially if you are self-employed clients, uh, T1 is a document, as April mentioned, is only accessible through that software, through uh, if you have filed through the accountant or yourself. And that's the most important document all lenders are always asking for. And they always say a full copy, not the summary, not the first four pages or the eight pages. They would like to see everything, even if you are incorporated or sole proprietor. So especially for sole proprietors, they would like to see the statement of business activities, uh, all those pages where they, where you have basically deducted all the expenses out of your total income. So D1 is another document which is always a, a kind of confused with notice of assessment and T4, um, which I would recommend that, as April mentioned, ask your accountant, digitize it, save it in your OneDrive or Dropbox or somewhere, and then you can, when, as soon as you need your mortgage, you can easily email it to us and it would be a happy story. Otherwise, I have seen some stories where the clients have changed accountants and now yeah. we need two uh, years of uh, documents and one year is with another set of accountants and other years with another one and the second accountant, maybe they did never saved that uh, yeah. T1 for you, right? So, yeah. Do you so, guys uh, often see confusion or when you ask clients for a T2 for incorporated clients? I do see that, yes. I do see that, and I'm like, no, T1, right? It is kind of cryptic, though. It's closed because I think to the general public, people are like, oh, it's a T. It must be this, right? Yeah. <laughs> we do see that. I do see that a lot. Yeah. yeah. T2, uh, as soon as they're self-employed clients, that T2 documents normally come in the mail, definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, but just make sure, though, like if you're applying for a mortgage, I think the main thing is, especially if you're self-employed, we're looking for your personal tax return, which is your mm -hmm. T. So T2s directly with your corporation. Don't send that to us unless we ask for it. There may be yeah. cases where we may need to see it, but in most cases, the T1s. Now, speaking of which, April, like when when we do need to get like um, the notice of assessments or the T4 slips, you had mentioned it is on the CRA, my CRA. What is the process for that? Like, can anybody just go on the website and like, how do you apply for that? What's the steps just so our listeners can uh, know about that? <laughs> um, and I will say, I'm sure a lot of people seen in the headlines, you know, CRA, just like every other business does fall victim to certain cyber attacks. And because of that, over the last, even going far back as 70 years ago, the bleeding heart attack, um, it they have created a very long process in order to get a CRMI account. If you get locked out of your account, um, there's a long process. And I know this because I have been locked out of my account during tax season before. Um, and it, uh, yeah, so it involves, you know, setting up your account online. If you just Google CRMI account, um, you'll have to enter some information. Some of the information you have to enter in order to get access to the account is found on your T1 General. So make sure you have your T1 general. I can't tell you how many emails I get of clients asking, what's my line 15000 so I can enter my CRA in my account? Um, or what's my 23600? So, um, you know, it is a couple steps online. Uh, so usually that process is smooth enough, um, but where it gets intricate and kind of drug out is if you get locked out of your account. It usually involves Siri having to mail you a code and then you getting back into your account and entering more numbers. So the T1 general really is the gold standard when it comes to um, having your tax information to back you up through either a lending process, getting access to your CRA My account, 
you know, any of that, um, those steps. So uh, just Google CRA, my account, and that's where you can access. Um, there's a plus, there's tons of information on there. Um, a lot of questions I get asked is, I sent in my payment, but and I need to have proof of payment for my mortgage to show that I paid my taxes, but I don't know where to get it. That can even be found in your CRA My Account. It'll have a total history of your payments, how they were applied, your current balance, um, which is super helpful because a lot of times that's um, a step for you guys in uh, a mortgage as well. So makes sense. Yeah, I believe it's called a statement of account. Is statement it? of account. Yeah. 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 That's good. So I guess the long story short is, you know, for anyone listening, get signed on for your, your CRA account. Like, really, it will help you out, even if you're not getting financing. It seems like, you know, it is a little bit of a longer process. It's better to just get it done now. You never know when you're going to need to walk a bit. So just get it done before tax season, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your accountant will love you. Yeah. yeah. Another question, April, I have regarding T4s. As I mentioned earlier, like, Normally, we need to see T4s for our employed clients also if they have commissioned income or overtimes, and many times they cannot find the T4s. But when they go on their online on the MyCRA account, when they print that T4, their name is not written on that. So do you have any um, way out for that? Normally, I personally recommend them to go to their accountant because when the accountant pulls the same T4, it comes back with the, with with the name. name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when I download a T4 slip for a client through my represent a client portal, um, I believe it does have their name on it, but it will not have address in any of that information. Um, if they need like the original T4, again, that's just why it's so important to digitize that original copy because, you know, people move, they go on vacation, the dog eats their homework. There's a million reasons why you can lose paperwork. So if you just get in the habit of, you know, just snapping a picture of it, um, with our firm, we actually set up all of our clients with an app um, where they can digitize all of their receipts, their expenses, their tax slips, any that information um, we're a completely paperless office so we strongly believe in just digitizing all that you can so that it's easy to find it afterwards um, and just reduce the stress when you're going through any of this like you know the times where you have to dig it up so um, yeah unfortunately Siri doesn't keep the original they only keep you know that highlighted version oh, and, and that does not come with the name if the client pulls their own t4 right so I'm not too sure because us accountants have a different portal where we access yeah. everything called represent a client. So I'm not too sure if the interface is a bit different on their end, but um, you can always check with your accountant first to see if they can access something better quality for you. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, I would say too, like, I think I, I've seen that a number of times where we are getting clients T4s without their names. And I find the workaround is on the MyCRA website, there is a section called proof of income or proof of uh, proof of income, the POI. So usually we've used that as well, too. But it's good to know, April, that uh, I had no idea CRA didn't keep the originals, right? I thought they would if there was some way. But I guess really it's digitize everything is what I'm hearing from you and make sure you work with an accountant because if anything, you can always just call up your accountant and say, hey, can you send me the version with my name on it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for us, you know, we'll try and save as much copies. Like even if we don't have to, if a client sends things to us, we'll always try and just save the information as we go um, to make sure that if they don't have it down the road, we can at least, you know, have um, certain information for them as well. So, but yes, like you said, moral love story is just to digitize what you can, save, keep it. Um, yeah. And your life will just be so much easier. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, April. Free, any final words? Um, I think I think we've hit everything here of the right. document. I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you, April. Thank you very much for your thank time. You. Yeah.
And as always, like I said, April's contact will be below as well. So if you ever want to reach out to her and her team, highly recommend. Uh, like I said, they're awesome partners. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your time and expertise. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And I so to our viewers and I guess to everyone listening, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>